Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast, and the clicking sound is not on. I'm Ben Glickson with my tag team partner, Matt Story, and uh, one false start, and we're we're rolling now. <laughs> a very false start, though. I mean, I didn't even get any words out yet, so, you know, you caught it quick. Um, so, before we started recording, uh, you texted me that you are no longer interested in, in having uh, the <laughs> play-by-play, blow-by-blow of the MLB uh, player association versus them. ownership fight. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I agree. Yeah. I get it. Um, yeah, I mean, to 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 give you, I mean, I texted you, and I think you, I think you do get it. But you know, it's it's not so much that I don't care about baseball. You know that I do. You know, I'm a sports fan, and I want these sports to come back. But I, I just, I'm kind of like, like let, I'm kind of at the point where it's like, okay, tell me when they're back, whether that's a month from now, a year from now, whatever, and I'll be back. I'm not, I, you know, I told you in the text, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I'm never coming back because it's probably not true. Um, you know, I, I live and breathe sports. You know that as well as anybody. And, and so for me to say, you know, if they don't play a season this year, I'm never watching again is very likely not something I can follow through on. But um, I just, I am frustrated with the back and forth and the, and the, you know, the talks of different plans. And like, just, just tell me when it's done. Um, and you know, I heard yesterday that supposedly it was close to done, but then it wasn't. Um, so I, I feel like my approach was the right one to not get too excited. Yeah. Uh, as of our recording, which is four thirty-five central and some, yeah. some earlier time in Arizona, uh, yes. the, the players had countered at 70 games to the owners, 60 games. Everyone agrees that we're going to have a DH. And as Tom Hodricourt, the yeah. Brewers beat writer tweeted and, and got a lot of traction on the offer was DH this year, DH next year. And you know that a DH is going to be critical to the collective bargaining agreement when the uh, yeah. current CBA yeah. is up. So it, it's pretty much the end of pitchers hitting if this goes. I think so. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, I, I think you and I talked about this in one of the discussions we've had over the last few months. Like, I'm okay with it. I mean, I, I, you know, you and I are both National League baseball fans, given our, you know, team interests. I know, you know, when you were a kid, they were an American League team. But, um, you know, I think we're both kind of old school. We like the pitcher hitting. But I'm okay with it. it like, it, it's, it, you know, in a way, I, you know, I've told you this. This is a separate conversation. But the most fun I've ever had following a baseball team was the three years I worked with ASU baseball and, and college baseball. They use a DH. Um, and it didn't affect my interest in the game one bit. It wasn't like, oh, this just isn't as good. Like, who cares? You know, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think that's that big a deal. Well, and and let's be realistic here. With the way they're trying to manipulate the rosters and the use yeah. of pitchers, you got to do right. something. You got to give something back. <laughs> this do. is the thing you, you give I mean, back. It's, just, it, it's one of those things that just makes too much sense from a, you know, not not necessarily from a purist standpoint, but from a, Hey, you know, 15 extra jobs on National League teams first for a starting DH, essentially, um, you know, and you're right. You know, you're going to try to manipulate how many pitchers you can have and, you know, all that type of thing and keep pitchers in longer and, you know, and try to try to speed up the game. Well, what's one way you can sort of speed up the game? Less double switches, less, you know, I got to take this pitcher out, put this guy in, you know. So, I mean, again, do I love it? No. If you ask me just my 100%, my own opinion, I'd like to see things, I'd like to see the pitcher hit, just in general. I'm not really a big DH fan overall, but 
I accept the reality of it. And, and the reality of it is it's not going away in the American League, so I'd rather have it be universal than continue a split rule. I've never liked that. Yeah, I'm resigned to it, I guess. I, I've, I've made my case. I'd prefer everyone. Yeah. I, I'd prefer yeah. no DH, yeah. but obviously, like you said, we're never going back to that. No. And no. at this you know, point, so, we're, you know, it, it's a foregone conclusion because it doesn't increase roster size. On its own, but it prolongs the careers of guys who are already in the league, and that is who the Players Association cares about. Exactly. Whoever is in exactly. the league at the time is who gets it. You know, right. we, we make jokes about it, but there's a reason why Chris Paul <laughs> had a specific exception, basically, right. to allow him to get his own big contract. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, and, and and yeah, I mean, it just you're right. It doesn't. It doesn't expand the roster, but it does theoretically get somebody paid more than maybe they would otherwise. And, and you're right. I mean, it, it may keep a guy or two or three in the league a year or two longer. And that's a, you know, that's a sizable amount of money. Yeah. Um, and, and especially as they're, you know, as we've discussed at great lengths, uh, reducing the minor leagues and lessening the draft and all of that. Like, well, extending guys' career, you know, might not be the worst thing in the world if you're going to take away some of your young talent base, you know, keep, keep some guys in the league a little longer who can't play in the field as much. And again, I, I get the purest standpoint of like, well, you should be able to play in the field, but look, baseball's got a lot of people that only do one thing. Um, you know, the closer position is a position for, you know, a guy to come in and get three outs. He does one thing. He pitches all pitchers, quite honestly, only do one thing. So if a guy's a good hitter, but he, you know, lacks much ability to play in the field, how is that different than a pitcher? In some ways, it's not. Like, you know, you're a one-trick pony, so is every pitcher. Yeah. I I think that, for me, it's, you know, it's a sense of resignation and trying to find the bright spots. For example, if a J.D. Martinez or a uh-huh. Nelson Cruz is available on the trade deadline market, now all of a sudden, as a Brewer fan, I sure. care. Because, you know. Yeah. yeah. There's a spot for them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, as a as a Cubs fan, this guy hasn't become the hitter that he looked at as initially in his career. But, you know, if Kyle Schwarber could be just a full-time hitter, you know, that's a positive. I mean, he hasn't been horrible in the field, as some have said. Uh, he, he's okay. He's passable. But that's certainly not his strength. No, but and it, and it certainly a, worked for him in the uh, 2016 World Series. It did. It did, yes. Yes, uh, when he could, you know, he was too injured to play in the field at that point. But you know, so I mean, now, now again, he hasn't he hasn't had the uh, the hitting success that he did his first couple of years. But you know, for uh, I mean, he still I think last year went over thirty homers. Like I mean, you could put that guy in the lineup and not have to worry about him being a, a negative defensively. It's not bad. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm I'm okay with it. I guess, I mean, I keep I keep saying kind of the same thing. Like, I agree with you. I'd rather it not be if you ask me. But every other level of baseball has it. College, minor leagues, um, you know, and, and one half of the major leagues has it. So it just seemed like an inevitability we'd get to this point. And this is the this is the time and you're you know, the guy that I don't I don't remember the name you said, but it's a great point. You know, it's a great bargaining chip for the for the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, to say, yeah, we'll just keep this universal DH thing. Uh, you guys like it, right? And, you know, okay, give us something back. Yeah. Um, of course, baseball is 
chasing its own tail while basketball releases their uh, guide for the 22 mm-hmm. team resumption of games and their decision no, no to give doubles ping pong. Yeah. And home Don't court advantage for the Orlando magic That's right. for the rest That's of the right. way. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Uh, did they? I, I know there were some things. I don't know if you've heard. I haven't. When this, you know, first got thrown out there like two or three weeks ago, that you know maybe they'd give a, a team with home court advantage some built-in, like you know, a guy gets seven fouls. Or I wasn't a big fan of that. Like it just seemed a little too gimmicky for me. Yeah. So instead, what they've decided to do is just treat everything as neutral site for everybody. Yeah. Um, and apparently, put the better teams at fancier hotels. I guess. If you if you believe social media, which is a whole you know ball of wax, uh, that you know the the top seats are going to the Grand Destino and and apparently the Yacht Club, which is you know hundreds of dollars a night, is uh, you know according to Twitter the equivalent of a Motel Six. I don't know if I believe that, but that's what I read. So you know they at least have a plan, and yeah, as you said, there's yeah. some ri- some ridiculous things like no doubles ping pong, but we're not out. <laughs> We're certainly not outlawing the timeout huddle, so... No, no, exactly, yeah. I mean, that, that that is the interesting thing, and you mentioned it a couple weeks ago when soccer got restarted, and now, you know, soccer's going in, in England, and it's going in Spain, and it's going in Germany and Italy, and, you know, like, there's a whole lot of togetherness in soccer. Uh, and, you know, I was watching, I had the TV on yesterday while I was working in the, the first, you know, Premier League game, and they're talking about, you know encouraging goal celebrations to be distance. I'm like, okay, what about the mob when there's 20 guys together on a corner kick? We're okay with that. Uh, and, you know, I mean, so far it seems to have worked fine in the places that have had to play soccer. Well, and let's also, you know, you encourage it. Okay, that that means right. nothing. What does that mean? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not trying to say, like, you know, do nothing, but I am... Yeah, I think some of this is, I mean, we talked about the baseball plans, and I don't know, you know, God, that feels like years ago when we talked about the things they put out about, you know, their health guidelines, but some of this just feels like overreach. Like, like I mean, and I know, you know, I'm picking on one thing that got attention, but, the, you know, no doubles ping pong. Like, okay, but they're going to be uh, out there playing basketball, 10 guys, and, you know, running up and down the floor and posting up and battling for rebounds and you know, they're, they're going to have plenty of contact with each other. That's that's much more than doubles ping pong. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the show of this, it you know, you put it in there so that you can take it out. I think. Yes. It's, yes. You know, it, we have a, well. we want a 120 yeah. page thing. Well, you got to fill those pages with something. So that's probably true, uh, you know, so you can take it out. And also, so it looks like you're doing something, you know, so you can say, man, look how much that, you know, if you put out a one page sheet of guidelines going to be, they don't care about player safety. Uh, you know, and you say it's 130 some pages like, whoa, they must really care, even mm-hmm. if it's filled with gibberish. Yeah, well, and at least there is a plan that they're 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 vetting and they're trying. I, I saw on ESPN a story today. When asked about the NFL season, Anthony Fauci yeah. said that the teams would need to do a bubble. Uh, Which ain't going to happen. Yeah. And, I mean, and if that's the cause for professional athletes, what in the world do you do with a college season? Yeah. I, I, I saw, mean, you know, a third, of the, a third yeah. of the people who reported for Texas tested positive yeah. uh, from their yeah. football team. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it's just that, like, you know, it's one thing, but you're already seeing some resistance for it from basketball players, you know, to, to put guys in a in a bubble for three months. And it's not even all the teams. And, you know, I mean, most of the teams will already be done in less than two months. You know, within two months of when they start, there's going to be, what, four teams left? Yeah, uh, I, so I heard it know, was 45 days eliminates yeah, most of the teams. From most of the team. I mean, eight teams aren't there already. Within, you know, a couple weeks, six teams will be out. Within another couple weeks, eight more teams will be out. So, you know, you're getting some resistance, but you can you can pull that off. But it's not, I mean, look, the idea for baseball went went flat. I mean, two months ago it was, you know, we could have the whole baseball season in Arizona and Florida. And it never took off because it's just not going to happen for an entire season. Well, and the, it's not. The, the simple fact of this is, Everyone is trying to look out for their own bottom line, and and therefore, I'm just going to say this so that it's out on the record. If a player or a full team decides they don't want to play, that it's not worth it for them, fine. I don't have a problem with that, especially in college. Especially in college. Yeah, I but, mean, look, everybody's got individual freedom, and, and you know, yeah, uh, that's, I mean... I mean, Ohio State I, made everyone sign a waiver. Every football player had to sign a waiver to come back to play. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, like, there's a there's a difficult balance there because yes, you have individual freedom. Now, college sports is a whole different ballgame because they're not being paid, um, you know, and, and we've discussed that at length, and we may do so again. Um, but you know, like, I'm with the NBA of hey, if you don't want to play, okay, we're not going to punish you, but you should get paid. I mean, if I don't want to work at my job, I don't get paid. If you don't oh, want to yeah. work at your job, you don't get paid. I've, so college is a different animal, and and it was something we could deal with separately. But like, yeah, I, I don't think necessarily that a player should be punished, quote unquote. Although, I, you know, what punishment would there? I mean, I okay, I don't think they should be suspended for next year or for sitting out the rest of this. But they definitely should not get the paycheck for it either. Oh well, I and think. I agree with that. I you know, but I think and Zach Lowe talked about this on his podcast. You know. And the person he used was uh, Bertans, who's you know, yeah. about to hit free agency for the first time. If he decides mm-hmm. it's not worth it for me, I don't want this risk. I'll just wait and go into free agency. Yeah, yeah. You know, and fine, you don't pay him, and, and he sure, sits out. Sure. But, you know, that's his prerogative. And I, and I think you're, you know, he's with the Wizards now, right? Yeah. I believe. He's with the Spurs. Um, he's with the know, Wizards. But, but, you know. That makes sense for a guy like him, especially. I mean, let, let's be honest. The motivation factor is going to be different if you're a fringe player for the Lakers or the Clippers or the Bucks or, you know, the Raptors, a team that has a legitimate chance to win the title versus the Wizards, the Suns, the Spurs, the Kings, you know, the teams that are fighting an uphill battle to even actually make the playoffs. You're there. You got a shot, but not much of one. And if you do make the playoffs, you're going to be, you know, probably out quickly. In all likelihood, we don't know that, but probably. So, you know, I, I get it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know LaMarcus Aldridge had had surgery. Um, would he have had that surgery if, you know, the whole season had played out or would he have come back? Who knows? But for him, it's smart. Like the Spurs odds of even getting in the playoffs are great. And then if they do get in doing any damage or even lower. So, yeah, I, I get it. You know, guys are going to protect themselves just like they do in a regular season in some ways. I mean, you saw it with Anthony Davis last year. He basically stopped playing for the Pelicans because he knew he was going to get traded and he didn't want to get injured. Made sense. Uh, you know, so I, uh, there's there's a, a, a higher 
I guess, awareness of that. But I, I think, you know, that already kind of happened. Yeah. I, I guess my view on this is this is a a crazy time. And for whatever your reason, you don't want to be away from your family. You're worried yeah. about the illness. You just want to protect your future interests. Mm-hmm. And you don't mm-hmm. want to do this. That's fine. And I I'm, I agree with you. You, you don't get paid. I, I think where I, I think where I take a different position is the with college kids. You, you're just honor the scholarships. And, and yeah. you know, I understand yeah. everything's about money. Everything's about money. You might lose money. You, you know, Larry yeah. Scott might not get paid. Right. You well, know? no, I mean, trust me, I'm not singing a sad tune for, you know, college ADs and presidents and conference commissioners and not, you know, not at all, not at all. And, and I agree with you in a way that I, I, I don't have an easy answer to that. Um, there isn't one, uh, you know, as far as what you do with college football, college basketball, if we get to that point, I mean, you know, like it, it's, it's interesting how we've kind of handled things through this is, you know, everybody's focused on college football when college basketball starts practice, you know, less than two months after college football starts their season. So we're not talking about a huge gap in time here. Like, you know, if college football is a concern, so is basketball, but you don't hear any mention of that right now. Um, so I don't know what you do. I mean, I, you know, look, I'll ultimately, yeah, if a guy doesn't want to play, he, he doesn't have to, um, how you handle, you know, if you're giving that kid a scholarship to play football, and that's their form of payment, as people who argue against college athletes getting paid argue, should they keep that scholarship? I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but if you subscribe to the theory of, hey, that's their compensation, I don't really, but, you know, it is, uh, then I'm not sure. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, for you and I, we had a scholarship to Arizona State, and we had to maintain a certain GPA. We had to take a certain number of classes. If we had decided, you know, I only want to take six credits, they would have taken that scholarship away from us. So that's a tricky one for me. I'm not sure I, I know what I think on that. Red shirt? Could. Could. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I suppose that's an option. And, you know, look, I, I would venture to guess. I could be wrong. But I'm going to, you know, sound like Ronnie Cox. Maybe wrong, but I'm not. Um, that the majority of college athletes want to play. It's what they do. You know, they, they, they want to play. They want to play football. It's what they've grown up doing. Um, are there some that, that may not? Sure, probably is. Um, I don't know that to be true. I just, I just have that feeling. I mean, you know, you know, we, we, we talked about it a few weeks ago. Or I think it was last week. How that you know your perspective changes as you get older. When you're in your teens and twenties, you feel pretty invincible. And so I, I would just venture to guess most of these kids want to play and they're willing to, to take the risk. But I'm sure there are some that don't feel that way. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I just think that it should there shouldn't be a punishment. I, I think that if you decide that the risk is not worth it. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe there's a scholarship issue, but Heck, most of the classes for a lot of these schools are going to be online anyway, yeah, which is, yeah. you know, I know, I mean, here there's a huge problem in, you know, with the UW system because mm-hmm. they're making, they're reopening the schools. So they're reopening the dorms, double dorms, all these things. Yeah. But you got students and faculty who are uncomfortable right. having to teach class in person while this is going yeah. on. 
And then, you know, but, but the reason they're doing it is in other systems, people are suing for refunds or partial refunds saying, well, I'm not getting the experience I was paying for. They're still getting the class they paid for though. Right. And, and admittedly that is, I mean, if you broke it down, I don't know how the actual breakdown is, but I mean, I, I read something about this and it's true. Part of what you pay for with college is the experience of being at a college. It's not, I mean, yeah, you're paying for the classes, you're paying the, you know, for the professors and all that, but you're also paying your, you know, activity fees and your recreational fee. And I mean, you know, like would our college experience be different if they were all online classes? I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, and, and so, I mean, I can, I can see a little bit why some folks might say, well, now, wait a minute, this is not what I paid for, you know? Yeah. We're doing the same class, but even then classes aren't the same online. I mean, you and I both took some online classes. Um, you know, we've, we've joked about it over the years that, you know, we took those music online classes and we don't know if that teacher was even still alive. We never saw him could have been recorded. He might've been dead for 10 years. Uh, you know, so there is a difference between an online class and an in-person class. So I, I, I do, I mean, again, we're getting into non-sports things here, but you know, I, I do kind of see the point of people saying, now, wait a minute, hey, you know, I'm not paying as much tuition if I can't go to class in person. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. It just doesn't. It's not an easy solution. I, I realize that, you know, but I. I do get the point of people saying, well, you know, and, and I, I agree with you. That's why schools are feeling that heat a little bit, because again, you know, as you just said, it all comes down to money. Um, and you know, they, they want kids to be going there. And if you say we're going to be all online, they might say, well, then I'm not going there. Yeah. Uh, it's not the same. I mean, you know, a college college experience is part of, you know, being around people. Uh, you know, parties and games and events and, you know, it's just, that's what it is. All online classes is, is not quite the same. I mean, our college memories are based on going to class. A lot of them. When mm-hmm. you came to Tempe, where did we go? Well, one of the places we went was the bench outside the Cronkite School, which isn't the Cronkite School anymore, that we used to sit and watch people. And, like, that wouldn't exist if we had just had online classes. Yeah. Uh, as an aside, Mike Shellens is still a professor at ASU. Uh, he is the senior <laughs> I lecturer. I, I'm uh, saying his name. But... <laughs> he's still there. He's been there since uh, the mid-80s. And, and we still don't know if he's alive. Yeah, and he's still on the website. He still uh, has a, he still has a phone number. Should be weekend with Bernie's, <laughs> you know, 15 semesters with Mike Shellens. Yeah, he, uh, he is still teaching Music 354. <laughs> okay, well, good, good. Fun class. Yeah, but you know, yeah. It, I mean, again, fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, we took a couple of. I think you did too. I know I did a couple of political science classes online. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I know that the technology is probably better than it was when when we were there. You know, I mean, um, but you know, video and stuff like that. But you know, it's it's still just not the same. I mean, I think about my college memories, high school memories, and I think how many of them wouldn't exist if you know. I was just sitting at a computer listening to a teacher drone on with no one around me. I mean, it, you know, it's not, it's not same. So I do understand why people would say, Hey, the experience isn't the same. Why am I paying the same price? Um, on our list of topics to discuss was Oklahoma state's Mike Gundy and Chubba yeah. Hubbard. Um, 
you wanted to talk about it, so I'll let you lead. What What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I mean, I I don't know. Uh, I didn't agree with the general thought. Let's put it that way. Um, I I did not agree that, uh, and I don't agree that you know calling out your coach on Twitter is the way to go. And now the kid said in the video, and I respected him for it. Um, although of course people say he was for, you know, forced to say it, but you know, if you've got a problem with somebody go to them man to man. Um, and if you got a problem with what somebody's wearing, uh, go to that person himself. I mean, you've played there for three years. Um, you're the star. So, I mean, I, I realize that not every college football player has a personal relationship with their head coach, but I got to believe this kid does. He's a star. He was a Heisman candidate. He decided to come back, could have gone pro. Decided to come back for another year. So if he really, you know, didn't like or, or, you know, didn't like the atmosphere there because of Mike Gundy, I have a hard time believing he wouldn't have come back. Now, I'm not a huge Mike Gundy fan, but I just thought it, uh, I, I thought it blew up into something it wasn't, put it that way. I, I had a feeling that, that we were going to have at least divergent initial reactions. I think ultimately we will agree on the, on the big picture yeah. aspects of this but but my initial reaction which is the same one i had when the florida state defensive captain called out norvell is yeah this is your moment you this is for the first time ever maybe mm-hmm. the the college athlete is beloved respected generally considered under appreciated financially Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and now's your chance to speak out because everyone's listening one everyone's sitting around so everyone gets True. to hear this uh, two they're finding their voice they're saying things and, and you know I I saw the the Nolan Matthews Dear America yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I, I saw the thing with the three ASU guys with the Whataburger right, um, right. I saw that too yeah. you know but and I'm not saying these are the same things. Now, I, I think OAN is terrible for my political reasons, and that's, you know, neither here nor there to the discussion. But if you got a problem with something and you call it out, I, I don't see a problem with that. Now, I I understand your view that you should keep it in-house, but some things are bigger than in-house. And, and in the moment we're in, especially the context with which he said he was coming at this, which is, their position on the Black Lives Matter movement compared to Hubbard's personal views and views that, uh, based on Twitter reaction, were expressed by current and former players on the team. Not not with any issue with Gundy, just supporting the movement. Um, well, and, and yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and finish what you're saying because that brings up one of the things I thought too. So. You know, I don't have a problem with it. Like, you know, he's trying to be a leader. He's trying to do what he can and, you know, this is the, uh, you know, this is the Julius Campbell moment. This is the Gary Bertier moment that you want, where your athletes take over and take charge. You know? I, I guess. I mean, you know, I mean, now obviously we're talking different times, and we're talking about you know a movie, and and I mean now some of it was based in reality, but um, I'm just not a big I, I'm not a social media person. I'm not, and and I'm not a big fan of taking your your issues to social media before you take it to the person themselves. Um, that I think is what, is what bothered me. And what bothers me is the the reaction to it. Like, um, I mean, I kind of think the same thing about Marvin Wilson at Florida state. 
Um, like if you've got an issue, take it to the person themselves, but that's not the world. I mean, I realize I am, I am swimming upstream on this one because that's not the world that we live in anymore. Um, and especially kids and they're not kids, but they are kind of kids. They've grown up in the social media world, you know, that the Twitter and Facebook have been a thing since they were in, you know, sixth grade, probably maybe sooner than that. So that's the world they know you're, you're upset about something. You go to social media, you like something, you go to social media, not my world. Uh, you know, so that was the thing that bothered me. The other thing, quite honestly, and now, uh, you know, I, I mean, I realize they're different, but does wearing a T-shirt of a news outlet mean you endorse every single thing that news outlet says? Because it doesn't for me. Well, I, I he mean, has You previously... know, I've worn a PTI shirt, and I don't agree with everything Will Bond and Kornheiser say, but I love the show. You know, but but once a week, at least, I yell back at the TV and, you know, that I think one of the things they said was stupid. So, you know, I, I guess I hesitate to read into, you know, well, sort of that retweets or not endorsements he, thing. Hold well. Uh, Hold on, because he previously did an interview where he said that they call it down the middle. There's no opinion. There, you know, he previously spoke out in the fall and said about. He didn't know anything about it? Said you know I didn't know anything about this, but uh, I like what they said. Well, I mean, I like what ESPN says, but I don't like everything ESPN says. Like that's the thing. So but, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if my Gundys are racist or not. But I'm leery of, of branding him a racist because of a T-shirt he wore. Let's put it that way. I don't I don't think the T-shirt makes him a racist. I'm not saying even the network makes him a racist. But I'm saying it's a network that has avowed it, it believes that fo- it's it's ethos. It, it's a reason for existing is that it believes Fox News has sold out the conservative cause. So right, it goes right. further than Fox News for this for this player. To say that he has a problem with that, I think is fine. The other thing, which, you know, on the social media thing, I understand where you're coming from. I get the idea that you handle your business in-house. But maybe you don't want these things handled in-house anymore. You don't want it to be quietly addressed between you and the coach. You want there to be attention. You want the coach to see what's wrong. Oh, they do. They you definitely know? do. I, I mean, you know, I, I and that's that's why I say philosophically, I guess I'm just I'm just not with it. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm not, my, my thought is, you know, and I, I'm not saying that, you know, you should just shut up and, and go along and, uh, you know, I, look, I have, I have been an advocate for, you know, players to get more rights when it comes to college sports, whether it's to be able to make money, whether it's to be able to transfer, you know, without having to sit out a year when their coach can leave without having to sit out a year, I'm on board with it. Now I, and I haven't changed my mind on any of those things. Um, but I guess I just think if you've got a, if you've got a problem with someone, take it to them. Now, if, if he takes it to Mike Gundy and Mike Gundy says, shut up, get out of my office. Okay. Then I might be more along with his, you know, saying, Hey, look, I tried to take it up with him man to man. And now I'm going to draw a line on this and, and, you know, bring a public light to it. Okay. Or if Marvin Wilson had, you know, been ignored by Mike Norvell, uh, you know, but I, I guess I just like now the Mike Norvell thing. Apparently he uh, maybe lied, maybe maybe got just generous with you know terminology, I guess, in terms of how he approached things. Um, but by saying he talked with every player, obviously was not a hundred percent true, and so that was a that was a personal thing. Uh, that one kind of resonated more with me. Like I guess I I would have respected this kid more, and I don't know the whole backstory. I never will, but I would have respected it more if he had said. 
to Mike Gundy, hey, I don't like that. I think you know, and and Mike Gundy again, if he had said, you know, listen, you're just a you're just a peon here. You'll be gone in a year. I don't care what you think. Then okay, bring the light to it. But to bring the light to it without talking to the guy man to man about an issue you've got with him, I just don't like it. But you're right. I mean, you're you're a hundred percent right that that's what that's what uh, the world is today. To be honest, I mean, I, I don't mean to be you know like that guy, but I think that's just the majority thought is you know you got a problem, you take it to social media rather than take it to the person themselves. Yeah, I. I don't know. You're if you're a leader of a team, you are accountable. You might not like the way the team holds you to account or a player holds you to account, but you are accountable. I mean, frankly, sure, I think sure. the way ASU has handled all of what's happened has been significantly above average. Yeah, I think so too. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I I I don't necessarily want to paint myself as a Mike Gundy supporter. No, I, I and Gundy's I know you're not. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I root for him when he play, when he coaches against Oklahoma every year because I hate Oklahoma. Um, but I, I'm not really an Oklahoma State fan. I, you know, uh, I've never really hated him or liked him. I, I mean, you know, I, I think the whole thing, you know, the I'm a man, I'm 40 rant was was him, him being an attention seeker. You know, I mean, he's guilty of the same thing I'm criticizing the Hubbard kid for. He, you know, he took somebody else's thing and made it all about himself. Uh, his hairstyle makes it all about himself. I mean, he's an attention seeker. There's no doubt. Um, but I just, I just don't think that this situation was was handled all that well from other perspectives. Maybe not from his either, but from others. Uh, that's my thought. Fair enough. I, you know, I, I, I'm okay with it because I think. I mean, I agree with you, and it is the culture. We're just in a position where we say these things, and we are. We are, you know, I just, uh, you know, the, the more, the more I'm on Twitter, the more I wish I could, you know, like, like go men in black and just have it erased from my mind and forget it existed, to be honest. It's impossible. Um, but I I just don't like it. I find it to be kind of a cesspool. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I, I admit, I don't think I'm a, you know, dangerous addict to it, but do I probably have some sort of addiction to it? Probably. I mean, the number of times I go to my phone and just push that Twitter button and open it up when I was just on it five minutes ago, and there's probably very little chance there's anything new that's happened, is startling. And and there's probably people who are much worse than me in terms of that, that they just live on it. And, and uh, you know, like, so I'm ranting against it, but I'm part of the problem. I know I am. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I'm getting a client call from uh, my real job. So I'm going to have to put a pin in it here. Uh, We might be back. We might not. But I'm going to hit stop on the recording. Okay. I'm back from the client call, but we're done recording. Uh, Hopefully the abrupt ending was fun for you. If you made it this far, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Better Matt Sportscast.